0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, May 18th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Global fund managers are holding on to more cash than they have in more than 20 years. Employers are launching salary advancement schemes to help workers living paycheck to paycheck. Plus, China's strict COVID lockdowns are taking a huge toll on the economy, and it's unclear what officials could do to boost consumer spending.
1: Even if they dropped money into people's homes through helicopters or drones, it's not clear that would have any effect because what would people spend the money on if they can't go outside?
0: I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. If cash holdings are any indication, big investors are increasingly worried about the outlook for stocks. According to a survey from Bank of America, cash balances among global fund managers have grown to more than 6%. That's the most since the 9-11 terrorist attacks. The survey of nearly 300 investment professionals includes pension plans, insurance companies, and hedge funds. Fund managers aren't just growing negative about stocks, though. A majority say they expect corporate profits to weaken as well. China's tough approach to stopping COVID is also slowing its economy. New data shows just how much Beijing's zero COVID policy and weeks of ultra strict lockdowns is hurting economic activity. Retail sales dropped more than 11%. Industrial production also took a hit. And unemployment is up over 6%. The FT Shanghai correspondent, Tom Hale, has more.
1: That doesn't sound terrifyingly high. There's a lot of countries with unemployment rate. Higher than that, but by the standards of China's economic growth miracle, it's certainly high. Anecdotally, in a place like Shanghai, where a lot of businesses have been shut for weeks and there's absolutely no money coming in from customers just from a perspective of the simple logic of the situation. The business is going to run out of money eventually if it keeps paying its staff and doesn't do any business with customers. So businesses are going to be under pressure to keep paying their staff is part of the problem and, and something that people are paying more attention on as these restrictions continue. Now, Tom, what about monetary or fiscal support? Could that help? The People's Bank of China isn't unleashing huge amounts of stimulus. Even if they dropped money into people's homes through helicopters or drones... It's not clear that would have any effect because what would people spend the money on if they can't go outside? So I think we're in this very unusual situation, which is difficult to imagine in, in any other major economy, really, where a particular type of health policy has ultimately created a situation where it supersedes, to some extent, monetary and fiscal policy. And, and it's it's really not easily understood right now whether stimulus measures would have any effect or not.
0: What does it mean for the rest of the world if Beijing continues with its zero COVID policy and and the Chinese economy continues to slow down here?
1: Clearly, what happens in China is going to resonate around the rest of the world. It's by far the most important manufacturer on earth, it's the most important consumer of commodities, and it's the main driver of global growth. So it's really something that pretty much every country should be looking at extremely closely. If China, for example, eventually moves away from a zero-COVID approach and the disruptions that that have caused, and instead, for whatever reason, the virus gets out of control, that is likely to lead to other types of disruption that are very difficult to predict or even imagine right now, I think it is worth bearing in mind that there's pretty much disruption for the rest of the world either way. Tom Hale is
0: the FT's Shanghai correspondent. The UK will have new data on inflation today. Prices in April are expected to have risen 9% year on year. That would be the highest rate in four decades. But some consumers will feel the pain of rising prices more than others. I'm joined by our employment columnist, Sarah O'Connor, to talk more about this and what some businesses are doing to try and help their struggling employees. Hey, Sarah.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So who's hardest hit by inflation?
2: so i mean if you're living paycheck to paycheck as you guys would say in the us uh, or payslip to payslip as we might say in the uk then you're really on the on the sharp end of this and that's actually a surprisingly large number of people. So in the UK, it's about sort of 20%, 22% of adults have less than £100 in savings. In the US, roughly a fifth of households say they could only cover their expenses for about two weeks if they lost their income. So it's really quite a sizable proportion of the population who are already living on the financial edge, trying to kind of keep things going.
0: So Sarah, you've been reporting on something that employers are offering their struggling workers, you know, to try and help them manage their finances. What is it? Can you, can you talk more about it?
2: One of the things that we're starting to see growing more and more, both in the US and the UK and actually in other countries in, in Asia, are products. They're sometimes called earned wage access or early salary advance schemes. They're basically companies which will partner with employers with the promise of kind of helping their employees' financial well-being or their financial resilience. And what they actually offer is to advance people some of their wages early that month. So rather than having to go and get like a very expensive payday loan, you can tap your own wages, which you've earned, but you haven't yet received.
0: So they can use their salary sooner. But isn't there going to be a time when they run out of money at some point in the future if they just keep borrowing against themselves?
2: Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be one of the criticisms of, of labelling this as something that is about financial resilience or well-being. If you are living from paycheck to paycheck, you know, there is a risk that you end up just drawing down slightly earlier every month and you're, you're sort of stuck in a cycle of this rather than, in fact, building up any, any resilience. I mean, the data, you know, it doesn't suggest that that's necessarily what's happening now, but it's clearly, it's clearly a risk.
0: Based on what you found on these wage access or salary advancement schemes as they're called, would you say they're good or or bad for workers overall?
2: They clearly do help some people and people who use these apps often say that they find them helpful. But that's not to say that there aren't some reasons to be worried. Some kind of consumer advocates say that, you know, effectively this is a kind of a loan, but it's not really classified as a loan. Most regulators don't see them as loans. At the minute, Um, they're completely unregulated, so we don't have a huge amount of information on them. Consumers don't really have anywhere to go if they have any problems or complaints. So regulators now are starting to take a closer look so we'll, we'll see what happens there but yeah i'd say the jury's out for now
0: sarah o'connor is the ft's employment columnist before we go mastercard is trying to come up with high-tech ways to pay for things it just launched a biometrics program that allows consumers to simply wave or smile to make a payment yeah i had the same thought You know, what if I'm talking and I use my hands and I accidentally get charged for like eight coffees? Well, retailers do have to sign up and consumers have to enroll. But still, I talk with my hands a lot, like I'm doing right now. So I guess, I don't know, coffee's on me. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news.